today's episode is sponsored by Henny and Rue. Henny and Rue is a monthly subscription box for chicken keepers, and each month the box includes products to help build up your poultry first aid kit, as well as new treats and coop products to keep your flock healthy and happy. There's always something fun for the chicken keeper too, so go to honeyandroo.com and save 10% off your first box using code Drink and Farm. As a subscriber, you can also visit the honeyandroo.com shop to purchase select items and save 10% off everything. Hey, Sam. Oh, hey, Bev. What you drinking today? So I'm again in clean out the beer fridge mode. It's actually Ooh. getting pretty close. You should see it. Our beer fridge looks kind of sad and empty. <laughs> <laughs> that just means you get to go buy more beer soon, though. Absolutely. And so today I reach for one of my favorites. It's a Weiner Beer Company Wild Farmhouse Ale. Oh. And I really love this one because it's got the uh, goat head on the can oh. and like a dude in a bathtub dumping beer on himself. There's all sorts of like crazy <laughs> stuff. Oh, I just realized there's a duck on it. The duck Aww. is looking at the guy in the bathtub with the big question mark. I'm guessing the duck wants to go swimming. <laughs> Yes, in the beer. <laughs> so what'd you open over there? It sounded fun. So I opened up the Chateau Thomas Winery Fleur de Peach. Fleur de Peche. Mm. Um, I saved this one for a couple weeks now. I've been like eyeballing it because this is the wine that we got when we were at Coop Camp last year. And we were supposed to be at Coop Camp right now. Oh, good point. So was that the jug that you just opened? No, this was the wine bottle that I had like a little uh, stopper in. So I drank the jug pretty quickly after Coop Camp. <laughs> but this was just like a, a fancier dessert wine. Or it's a sweet California table wine, I should say. Mm. Um, that we tried there and really liked. And I just hung on to it for a special occasion. And because my soul is really sad that we're not at Coop Camp right now, even though, you know, it's probably safer that we're not. Um, I felt like I should commemorate that that's what we were doing about a year ago. So, I love yeah. that. And you know what? I should have done the same thing because I have that jug in my fridge still. Uh, you got the <laughs> strawberry one too, didn't you? I think so. I'll have to look at it. Maybe If I remember, I'll drink it next week. I have a terrible, terrible memory right now. <laughs> All good. And welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. From hobby farmers to large-scale real deal farmers. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and the new knowledge we gain. so hopefully you don't feel so alone in this farm thing. And sometimes we go off on non-farming related tangents or make a lot of mistakes, but we cut those for you and put them up on our Patreon. And this episode's outtakes are exclusively for our Patreon peeps, so go to patreon.com slash drinkandfarm. And you can sign up for as little as $2 a month to see some pictures and listen to recordings of our silliness. Um, 
I've been posting more pictures up there lately. I don't know if you've noticed, Bev, but I've done like two in a week. I have not. I'll have to go look. (laughs) Yeah. I've been trying to add my own little value in there because Bev does a lot of our heavy lifting with the technical stuff. So I was like, I'm going to try to throw some content in there for for funsies. So if you guys like me doing that, because I don't even post that stuff on my Instagram, uh, let me know and I'll keep trying to do something like that in the future. Yes. And you can let her know by like liking or commenting on those things in the Patreon feed. Sometimes I can't tell if people saw stuff. Um, But I'm glad you've been doing that because I'm super behind on doing outtakes. But I will add that to my list this week (laughs) and get those updated. If it doesn't go on my list, it doesn't get done. That's how it is these days. (laughs) And this week's drink sponsor is Ashley Kierden. And she is our drink sponsor over on Patreon, which is one of our levels. So thank you and cheers. Yes, cheers. Okay, so before we get into this week's episode, we wanted to just give some time to elevating Black voices in the farming and podcasting community and share some things that we've just run across in the last week that we think that you guys might like and appreciate as well. And we'll have links to these in the show notes individually so you can go find them. And we're also going to post them to our stories on Instagram after this episode goes up. And we'll also add anything additional that is, you know, farming related or voices from the Black farming community in there so that you guys can also go check those things out if you haven't as well. Yeah, we were just talking about it before we hit record how you know, sometimes with the algorithm, um, based on things that you like, they're going to show you more of that. So if it's just not something that you've really looked at before, it may kind of feel like it's hiding from you. So we want to expose some of that to you guys. So you have the option to go check it out if you'd like. Obviously, there's a lot going on in the United States of America right now. uh, And we didn't want to like not do or say anything. So this is our very small way of showing our support for, I don't want to say just black farmer friends, but everyone, you know what I mean? <laughs> we, yeah. We support you. <laughs> well, I've been flipping back and forth between using like black farmers or farmers of color. And yeah, obviously our community is here to support all farmers, but we wanted to specifically call out um, black farmers and other farmers of color mm-hmm. just because that's what we're elevating voices to right now. Yeah, exactly. So the first thing is something that I actually just finished listening to before we hit record. And it's an episode from the Point of Origin podcast. And it's called Farming While Black. And I just finished listening to part one, but there's actually a second part to it also. And uh, the description of the episode is on matters of African Americans and farming. Many narratives have centered around the ways in which enslavement and an assumed progress of quote-unquote off the plantation have contributed to the apathy or absence of black folks on the land. And in this episode, we hear from black farmers and scholars who are challenging these narratives and instead centering resilience, survival, and activism at the core of historical narratives around African Americans and agriculture. 
That was a yeah. lot to, to unpack there. <laughs> it was. It's a really great episode, though. I really enjoyed it. So I highly recommend uh, that if you haven't heard from Black Voices in ag- Agriculture, that you give that episode a listen. And I'll listen to part two when I'm out there doing some chores later. And then the next one is, and it's actually a podcast, and it's called Young Black Equestrians. And I did listen to part of one of the episodes before this episode, and it's really good. It's an interview with Adam Hollingsworth. So the premise of this podcast is they interview young black equestrians. And I really like this podcast. They interview uh, young black equestrians. And the description for this podcast episode about the Dreadhead Cowboy is that he's a Chicago native with a heart for spreading positivity. Oh, and a love for horses. And it's really neat. The episode talks about the kind of activism that he does while riding on his horse through city streets. Um, And it's just a really good episode. So I highly recommend that you listen to it. And then uh, the last one that we're going to talk about today is actually a book that I just ordered from Amazon, and we'll have a link to it in the show notes. It's by Leah Penningham, which is at Soulfire Farm on Instagram, and we'll link to her Instagram in the show notes as well. And the book is called Farming While Black, and it talks about just like the history of Black people and agriculture, and it does go into some of the ways that she made her way like back to her ancestral roots so to speak while uh while finding her way in agriculture and farming so I really wanted to hear that story so I ordered the book I haven't gotten it yet because Amazon's super slow right now but (laughs) as soon as I get it I'll share a picture of it and I'm looking forward to reading it there was not an audiobook of it unfortunately but that's okay I'm still gonna read the physical copy I've been all about audiobooks lately with the uh chores yeah I was gonna ask you (laughs) is it an audiobook because I just know myself and I won't sit down and read it. Um, not right now anyways, now that it's nice outside. Um, yeah. <laughs> so maybe I'll stock for that because that just sounds interesting. Yeah, it is really interesting. And one of the fun things about uh, adding these voices just to the conversation is that some of them are voices I hadn't heard before. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we're podcasters, obviously, so we're passionate about stories. Mm -hmm. And so adding another just like story to our repertoire and life experience and exposure is just good for human growth. Yes. Thank you for taking the time to find all that content to share. I will admit I have been really overwhelmed by everything going on, and I want to make it clear that my silence is not complacency. Complacency. It is that I'm just so overwhelmed by everything going on. Um, and I'm honestly just scared to say the wrong thing sometimes. So I appreciate that you provided this stuff as like a starting place for me to maybe even start trying to find the words that I'm, I've been searching for so much. So I hope this helps other people too that might be feeling a little guilty if they're in the same boat as me you know, with, I don't know how to approach any of this. And I just kind of want to make it clear that if somebody else is in that same boat, that they're, they're not alone. Yeah, absolutely. And I am glad that we can have these kinds of conversations. And if anyone wants to continue the conversation, please come join our Facebook group, because we're happy to talk about any of this with you. 
Um, I find our group is a really safe place full of really amazing people. And I don't want anyone to think that I'm judging them if they're uncomfortable talking about this. I don't know what it was this week. I just was like, I can do this. I you can were on. This. I you can have ready. these conversations. <laughs> That's where I am in my mental space right now. But I have not always been in this mm-hmm. mental space when injustices have happened in this world. So, yeah, definitely don't feel guilty. You get to do what you're comfortable with and what you're ready to in your mental space because there's a lot of different ways to advocate and to be an ally. So, yeah, I guess that's probably all I need to say about it. Yeah, I just I will say, though, if if you come into our group and you're an a-hole about anything, you will be swiftly removed. So I want to make that clear, too, because we love that safe space and we will maintain it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It will stay a safe space. So be nice. <laughs> like Bambi, if you can't say nothing nice, don't say anything at all. <laughs> there we go. So if you disagree with somebody, that's OK. <laughs> just keep scrolling. Anywho's, I think it's time to get into some more, maybe not such enlightening information, maybe more entertaining information. I don't know. This might be kind of enlightening, just not in the same way. (laughs) Well, so this is kind of fun. What we're going to do this week is we're going to smash some animal stereotypes. Yes. Yeah. I randomly found this article today while I was looking for a can't even. And we liked it so much that we actually switched the topic for the day so we could go over this. Um, so we hope you guys enjoy it. The, the article is from Bangor, BangorDailyNews.com. Um, and it revolves around an NPR podcast called Shortwave. And they recently did a segment called Animal Slander, where they debunked common myths about animals by talking to scientists. Um, so, you know, some common sayings are like bird-brained, blind as a bat, memory of a goldfish. You get the idea. So we thought it'd be kind of fun to go over some farm animals that have some nasty, nasty stereotypes that may or may not be true. Yes. So the very first one is pigs are dirty. What do you think, Sam? True or false? Uh, As a Juliana pig owner, this is false. Like, so false. (laughs) Yes, it is. So if anyone ever calls your living space a pigsty, you can let them know that uh, they are literally dragging the good name of pigs through the mud. Yes. So pigs are among the cleanest animals on the farm. Uh, According to Donna Coffin, which is an extension professor at the University of Maine Cooperative Extension, pigs will actually avoid defecating anywhere near their sleeping or eating areas if they have enough space. Mm -hmm. Have you found that to be your experience? Uh, Yes. And Hamlet, our Juliana pig, poops in one corner and goes pee in one corner in the same corner all like in the same area um when he was inside he actually went in a litter box so they are they yeah like the article says they don't like to poop or pee where they're sleeping or eating therefore it's really easy to clean up after them now when you drive past a pig farm it smells like they're dirty 
but that's probably because of the volume of pigs and the volume of poop, not necessarily the placement of the poop or that they're like rolling in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I always have to remind myself of that when I'm driving by really large livestock operations. It's probably not that it's actually dirty in there. It's just that there's a lot of poop to manage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting because pigs actually have few sweat glands and they're ineffective at evaporative cooling. So what they do is they wallow or lay in a mud puddle and that's why they look really dirty, but it's actually their way of staying cool. Um, when given the choice, if it's more of a controlled environment, they're very, very clean. Yeah, and um, that actually busts another common saying that people say about pigs is like, sweat like a pig. So <laughs> that term doesn't come because pigs really sweat. Obviously, they just go hang out in mud when they're hot. Uh, it comes from smelting, which is what they used to call pig iron. And uh, the iron would actually sweat when blacksmiths mm. pulled it out of the furnace. So it doesn't have anything to do with the animal pigs. They're talking about pig iron. Oh, myth busted. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next one is pigs eat like pigs. Is that true or false? What do you think, Bev? So I've seen all farm animals eat, and I think <laughs> all farm animals eat like pigs, which is like, yeah, no, that was pretty accurate. Yes, they eat very loud and they eat in high volume. Um, so one of the other things this article points out is uh, by Jackie Perkins, who's an organic dairy and livestock specialist at the Maine Organic Farmers and Gardeners Association. And she said one of the production challenges for pigs is to supply them with enough food to sustain their weight because they'll just keep eating, but not get, but you don't want to get them like overly fat either. So they definitely don't know how to monitor themselves in the way we're like, maybe some other animals might be a little better. <laughs> like chickens. Chickens are pretty good. You can usually yes. leave their feet out and they don't just like totally clean it out. <laughs> yes. Ducks, um, on the other hand. <laughs> oh. I'll also say, too, this is not mentioned in the article, but Hamlet is the only one on the farm where I find it acceptable for him to chew with his mouth open. Oh. Because it's pretty cute when he's, like, <laughs> as a pig. But when, like, anybody else, especially a human, does that, it, it makes me want to bang my head against a wall. So <laughs> he gets a pass because he's a pig and it's kind of adorable because of how small he is. <laughs> so this article just kind of shared some uh, interesting tidbits about, like, commercial pig farming. So they said that pigs actually have a relatively efficient feed conversion ratio, when you compare them to other animals on the farm, and they compared them to cows, uh, they said that commercial pigs will gain one pound of body weight for every three to four pounds of food. And cattle will gain one pound of body weight for every six to eight pounds mm. of feed. So that's really interesting if you're looking for something to raise on your farm from a food perspective. Yes. Okay, so the next one is that cows are stupid i don't know hmm. percy gives me some pretty stupid looks but <laughs> he also like legit 
stalks me when he needs something. I can Aww. usually tell that he needs something because he'll be like walking along the fence and he'll just keep staring his head out of it at me. <laughs> and I'm like, Percy needs something. I should investigate. And I'll go over and I'm like, yep, sure enough, his salt block is low or <laughs> he's dumped his bunk over so he can't get anything else out of it. <laughs> he likes to do that. Or his water's run low because it's so hot. Water is evaporating really fast right now. <laughs> mm, yes. So, yeah, stupid cow is false. And in fact, it's actually used as a really horrible saying against women, which I really, really don't like. Yeah. Um, it's what some people say to a woman when they find her to be annoying or slow. Or stubborn. Not a fan of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, but it's not only offensive to women, but also to cows, because obviously Percy is very smart and maybe cows can just be kind of more stubborn, but stubborn is far different than stupid. Stubborn oh. is actually pretty smart, in my opinion. <laughs> That's true. Like the donkeys, the donkeys are the most stubborn animal I have here, but they are incredibly smart. Yes. And actually, Percy, uh, now that we're talking about whether cows are smart or not, Percy knows when it's bedtime and he'll actually start like walking behind the donkeys, kind of waggling his head back and forth Aww. and leading them to the back gate so that I can come and get them How and cute. clip them. Yeah, he likes to save me the time. But I think he just really likes running back and forth on the fence line when we're walking back because uh, he won't. He still doesn't let me halter him or lead him. He just wants to watch the donkeys be haltered and led. But of course, <laughs> he goes, ha, ha, ha peasants. Yeah. So the article says that cows can be very clever. Uh, she, the person that they interviewed said that they used to have trouble with gates and cows letting themselves out. <laughs> <laughs> so they've had to use all sorts of things to make sure that they can't get gates up. I'm really glad I have a latch on mine now because I did not know Percy would let himself out. <laughs> <laughs> and researchers at the University of Cambridge actually found that not only were cows capable of learning how to open a gate to get a food reward, but they also reacted to learning so upon successfully opening a gate the cows displayed increased heart rates and vigorous movement like a eureka moment similar mm. to human reactions when learning something new which is super cool uh, they said that uh, they weren't collecting IQ scores on livestock when they did this uh, but cows are definitely smarter than sheep but not as smart as pigs and for the most part, we don't train cattle like you would a horse or a dog because that's not what cows are for. Um, I'm sure that if you spent generations upon generations of domesticating cows, they would do tricks and they would do them pretty well. But that's not what they do there. So, <laughs> yes. All right. The next one is still kind of cow related. So there's you've probably heard the phrase bull in a china shop. And it turns out that's true. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> said no one. Um, <laughs> So bull in china shop is a phrase used to refer to someone who physically breaks things around them or makes bumbling mistakes in a situation that require more care. I've definitely been a bull in a china shop before, physically Same. and emotionally. Yes. Same. <laughs> Cows run into a lot of stuff. Um, they're shaped like a wedge <laughs> and they think that they can fit somewhere that they can't. Um, so the stereotype tends to be true. Um, yeah. And that's why you have to build your barn sturdy. 
I once thought Percy was stuck in a tree. It turns out he was just rubbing his horn on it. But I legit thought that he tried to walk through it because it has like, you know how a trunk can like split, you know, and it has like two main trunks. I thought that he had walked up to it and thought that it was a tunnel he could like get through and gotten stuck. (laughs) So I was like, oh, if you got stuck in that tree, I'm going to have to remove it. But no, he didn't. So the tree still lives on. But (laughs) good. (laughs) okay uh this is another myth i feel like we've talked about this one on the show before and it's that goats will eat anything and we know that to be false yeah they're picky af they are (laughs) and and they're smart too i will say that i'm gonna knock on wood here but i've had some plants in their in their pasture area that wouldn't have been so great for them to get a hold of and they just avoided them um i did remove them when i found out that you know, like nightshade is bad for them. So I mm-hmm. removed it, but they had left it alone for probably a very long time before I figured it out. So they're actually pretty picky. They are. Uh, and this uh, myth came from a famous Warner Brothers cartoon from the 1940s. It depicted goats mowing down on some tasty tin cans. And that comical image stuck in a lot of people's heads as proof that goats <laughs> will eat just about anything. And it's true. Even that cartoon Ferdinand do you remember the goat that was in Ferdinand? No. Did you see that cartoon? I don't think I saw that cartoon. Oh, it was adorable. It's a Pixar. No, it's probably not Pixar. I can't remember which movie studio did it, but it's about a bull that likes flowers and is really friendly and not really for bullfighting. Well, he has this goat friend that's constantly eating things so that she can cough them back up so they can use them later. <laughs> that sounds like a movie I might enjoy. Yeah, it is. It's a really cute movie. I actually own it. I don't own very many movies anymore, but I bought that one so we could watch it whenever we wanted to. I was going to (laughs) say, you've seen a movie that I haven't. That's pretty rare. Yeah, (laughs) I must have really liked it. I even went and saw that one in the theaters. So while a goat will put just about anything in its mouth, it doesn't have a stomach made of or capable of digesting steel. So goats kind of use their lips to explore the world like toddlers do. Like, you know how they just like kind of put their mouths mm-hmm. on everything to check it out and see how they feel about it. That's basically what goats do. So when you're in there doing like building something, for example, and they walk up to your bucket of screws and stick their face in it. They're not trying to eat it. They're trying to, like, figure out what it is. So they just kind of, like, lip waggle on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you don't want them to do that still. So I always take them away. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but um, goats will, like, chew and swallow paper labels or, like, lick glue or, like, weird things off of some things. But they don't typically swallow or digest things. Yeah. And I can attest that to be true because I had that fly, not fly, uh, bird scare tape. I had bird scare tape up on the fence (laughs) to try to keep the roosters in. And I was convinced the goats were trying to eat it. They were just tasting it. And as soon as they figured out that it didn't taste like anything, they left it alone. So, yeah. I mean, at least I didn't find any like in their poop. So, yeah, that's good. (laughs) Yeah. The next one is that chickens are chicken. And this is sort of true. Yeah. And in fact, so I was kind of surprised that they decided to call this sort of true until they told us why they called it sort of true. I was going to say false. Yeah. (laughs) Same. 
But it makes sense. Um, obviously, the word chicken can be synonymous with cowardly. And this is because chickens tend to be very reactive and alert. And if something scares them, they might run away. So because chickens are prey animals, um, they're obviously calculated in their decision for fight or flight. And they're more likely to flee. Um, if you have chickens, you probably have you know, witnessed them seeing something, even just like a normal little bird flying overhead. And they do that and like tack, tack their heads <laughs> to the side and everybody gets really upset about nothing. Um, and it's just them like alerting each other that something is here. Let's keep an eye on it. Um, not sure if it's a threat just yet. Yeah. So that just goes to show that chickens are like really smart. Yeah. Yes, and they can be very aggressive, especially roosters or broody hens. They can be little bitches. Mm -hmm. So despite their tendency to run away from a fight, chickens aren't really that cowardly. Um, They're just low on the food chain. And I think all of us know that roosters can be pretty brave and do things like fight off hawks or even sacrifice themselves for their hens. So I find that one to be false. Yeah, I do too. I'm going to disagree with the article on this yeah. one. I'm going to call it false. Yes. <laughs> sorry, banger, Maine, local newspaper. Actually, that was NPR. <laughs> so sorry, NPR. Well, no, this was uh, Oh, that's all of right. These. They yep. did their own. Oh, can't blame NPR. Sorry, NPR. Yeah. Bang. <laughs> that's all right. I blame you, Maine, if that's yep, the we... Bangor. Yeah, in Maine. Anyways. <laughs> Clearly, they don't own chickens. <laughs> They don't observe them on a regular basis like we do. <laughs> Those were super fun. I actually really loved going through that list. I'm curious if anyone has any other like common, you know, like uh, livestock phrases mm-hmm. that they want to know if there's any truth to them or not. Send them to us. If we get some, maybe we'll compile them and research them ourselves. I think that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. And maybe we've already talked about some of them <laughs> in our first have... episode. All those bad things right. are true. Yes. But we didn't like deep dive into the history of them. Yeah. So, yeah. Send us any that you guys can think of or find and maybe we will dig into those. Yeah. We'll compile them, find the history, laugh about them. Maybe we have to re-listen to our first episode and Ugh. see which ones we talked about. I hate doing that. The audio <laughs> was doing that so too. bad. <laughs> and uh, clearly we were like feeling around in the dark and we didn't know each other that well yet. I mean, it's still good. And I didn't know but... how to edit. So I like short clipped like everything. <laughs> it's it's a it's nostalgic. We'll call it, it that. Is. It is. Very nostalgic. I agree. I'll link to it in the show notes in case anyone wants to hear it. And cringe with us. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's time for We Can't Even Corner. That's right. So what can't you even about this week, Bev? Okay. So something that many people might not know about me. I think Sam knows this. Uh, I am a huge fan of theme parks and roller coasters. They're like my favorite thing on the planet. Besides my farm. Yes. <laughs> And so, obviously, I've been a little sad that 
theme parks aren't open and that roller coasters aren't open, especially because I'm a Platinum Pass owner oh. for Kings Island, which like, gets me into like Cedar Point and any of the other like Cedar Fair parks. Uh, when I was little, my dad would take us to Knott's Berry Farm all the time, uh-huh. which is owned by the same company. So now I get to do that with my kids and build those memories with those kids. So that's why theme parks are so special to me and why I love them so much. And a theme park in Holland put 22 teddy bears on a roller coaster and it looks like they're having a great time. So if you haven't watched this video yet, I highly recommend it. It's super cute because like the teddy bears are actually like it looks like they're putting their hands up at the right moments. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I'm gonna have to watch that. And none of them are falling out. It's super adorable. So here, I'll read I'll read this article because I actually found one that had some words. And it says, Dutch Amusement Park, Wallaby Holland had an extra long off-season this year due to the coronavirus, but that didn't stop its staff from making use of the roller coasters and other attractions while they waited to open. The park entertained its fans on social media with guessing contests such as a giant rubber ducky race on their, they have like a river that goes through their park. They also sent plastic water filled dummies on a roller coaster and shot whipped cream cakes off the space shot attraction. But, and they also shared like a very satisfying pressure washing video while they were cleaning their park's entrance. (laughs) (laughs) Thinking about that kind of makes me go, because I know what it looks like when I pressure wash things around here. (laughs) Yeah, but perhaps their cutest coronavirus adventure was loading up the park's newest roller coaster, Untamed, with 22 giant teddy bears and sending them on a wild ride with five inversions. And the video is embedded in this article so you can watch it. And it says you'd think the bears were alive the way they wave their hands in the air on the curves and spins and bob back and forth with the wind roaring through their fur. And despite the twists and turns, none of the bears seem to lose their stuffing. (laughs) so i loved it i thought it was the cutest thing ever um one of the things we did here because we actually had a lot of trips planned to like king's island and uh, cedar point for king's island opening day we popped popcorn and sat with the kids and watched all of the point of view roller coaster videos on youtube since we couldn't actually be there for opening day And this video is super cute too. So that's my can't even this week. Teddy bears on roller coasters. Yes. I can't wait to go back to theme parks safely. <laughs> I miss roller coasters. <laughs> I so what's your can't even this week? So it's a bit of follow-up-ish from some discussions we've previously had. Um, namely with Jessica from First Saturday Lime. Um, it broke this week that... Um, Carol Baskin was awarded Tiger King Joe Exotic's former zoo. What? Yes. That bitch, Carol Baskin. And you won't get that because you still haven't done your homework yet. (laughs) I didn't even have to ask. I know you haven't done it yet. (laughs) I haven't. You're right. (laughs) So basically what happened, if you've watch Tiger King at all. I realize not everybody has, not everybody cares, but (laughs) if you need to shut your brain off for like a hot second with the world right now, I highly recommend it. Um, But Joe Exotic went to jail um, for allegedly, I guess now it's, you know, not so allegedly because he's in jail, um, 
bribing somebody with $3,000 to kill Carol Baskin on top of some animal abuse charges. So not great stuff. Um, he was sentenced in January. Um, he's going to be in there for like 22 years at least. Um, but on Monday, the court ruled in the Western District, District of Oklahoma that um, Jeff Lowe, who's also in the documentary, he has to vacate the zoo within 120 days and control will be handed over to Baskin's Big Cat Rescue. Now, the animals are going with him. They're, they don't come with the park, but the land and oh. the buildings and the vehicles have to stay. And I believe this is because Joe Exotic didn't go about it the right way, but he wanted to, or he signed the zoo over to his mother and didn't legally do it right. Um, And then it's in Jeff Lowe's hands too. And maybe that wasn't so right. So there was some things not done legally correct. And that is how Carol Baskin got a hold of the zoo somehow. Oh, The whole thing just feels a little effed up. Um, so if you want to do some more research, I highly recommend doing some Googling there if you care at all. But I just thought the irony there was just so rich. I don't know how I truly feel about it, but (laughs) it did make me raise my eyebrows and I thought it was worth sharing today. So there you go. (laughs) The whole thing is craziness. Yeah, you have no idea. Just like Carol Baskin's shirt is craziness. Yeah. She has some wild outfits. She is a flower child. If I thought Bev was a hippie, I was wrong. You should see Carol Baskin. She's even wearing a flower crown. She is. She is. She wears them often. I am not wearing a flower crown, but I think I do. I do have some sort of like yogic symbol on my ears today. Oh, see. I don't remember which one. Yeah. I think you're okay. My earrings. (laughs) All right. So you can send us your can't evens in the Facebook group um, or via some social media messenger. Email them to us at drinkandfarm at gmail.com. We do like to go over those in our mini-sodes. And we have two mini-sodes coming up in June. So if you want us to share your can't even, go ahead and send them to us. And go ahead and leave us a review because we read one Apple podcast review per a week on the podcast and we enter those reviews that we read into a drawing to win an exclusive coffee mug that is not and will never be in the shop and you can put whatever the heck you want in it. It doesn't have to be coffee. It can be beer. It can be wine. It can be whiskey. Yes. It can be coffee. (laughs) It could be water. (laughs) We're not picky. We just know you're going to like the mug. (laughs) Yes, the mug is super, super cute. And we don't have a new review to read this week, but we do have a winner to announce. Yay! I'm excited. So would you like to do the honors? I I would love to. So this, I shouldn't say this month, the winner of the May review contest is Fox Family Farm. So if you're listening, um contact us otherwise we'll try to track you down and yes we'll get your address and send you your brand new mug congratulations and thanks for leaving us a review yes i'm so excited i love seeing those mugs i love it when people post them on instagram and tag us in them they're just it's super fun we don't even have you guys the version of that mug <laughs> we don't we don't I have an old one did i tell you i killed my succulent that was in mine no 
That's sad. Yeah. Jared was at my desk the other day and he looks down and he goes, you killed your succulent. Are you just going to leave its body in there? I'm like, <laughs> leave I guess I'll clean it out. Oh <laughs> so now my mug's empty sitting on my desk. So I need to find a new victim. I mean, succulent <laughs> to put in it. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, Coop Camp 2020, as we discussed, was supposed to be this weekend, but it was rescheduled for August 7th through 9th. It's right outside of Indianapolis, Indiana. We're still planning on being there, so we hope to see you there, too, if you want to join us. And Drink and Farm has a phone number. It's 401-426-3276, which is 401-426-FARM. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail with your farm story, your questions, your can't-evens, or whatever the heck you want to tell us, and we play them on the minisodes. Yeah. Um, somebody actually called us on Tuesday and did not leave us a voicemail, so I wonder if we're on a spammers list now. Or if somebody just heard <laughs> my voice and just hung up on the oh voicemail recording. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe someone lost their nerve. Maybe. But I, I bet you're right. I bet we got on a spam list. Yes. <laughs> we'll play those on the podcast, too. Kidding. Maybe we'll throw them up on my Patreon. But anyways, make sure you hit that subscribe button and download the episode when you listen. This helps more people like you find us. And go over to Instagram, share the post announcing this episode into your stories and tag us and we will send you a promo code good for our merch shop. And you want the promo code because our shirt of the month this month is super, super adorable. Uh, It's the digging our heels into this farm thing, which is I can't remember what episode that was from, but it's super cute. And I'm currently wearing the what a mess I had been drinking tank. And I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, it's a good one. We're going to leave that up for maybe another week. I wanted to make sure that we could share some more photos of it since uh, shipping was so slow for our merch shop. Mm-hmm. I just got it yesterday. Yeah. And May is over. So yes. we're going to leave that up just a little longer because I feel like people needed to see it more to like see how amazing it is. It's seriously my favorite new shirt. Yeah. <laughs> We've already sold quite a few of the digging our heel my heels into this farm thing shirt. Um and it's super cute and it's so funny because to be totally honest with you guys we're like what are we gonna do for june shirt and i think it's one of the best ones that we've put together so mm-hmm. we thrive on procrastination apparently <laughs> we do uh this podcast episode was recorded at three fifteen p.m <laughs> on thursday june 4th <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> So make sure you look at the show notes, find links to the article that we discussed, and of course, all of those great resources for farmers of color. All of that stuff is going to be in our show notes uh, so that you can go check those things out. Yeah. So thanks for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. And yeah, stay healthy out there and safe. Yeah. I want you to be both. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And until next time, drink, farm, and, and give, give zero clucks. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things.